Welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I am Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons who are supporting us on Patreon, including our superstars, Ethan, Ben, Sarah, Patricia, Maddie, Mike, Jan, Lola, Dave, and Andrew. We're, it's really exciting. We're almost at our first goal of 20 patrons. Um, if you help us get to 20, we will make a video for you, just for you. No one else gets to see it. It's like a, a secret special just for you video. I don't know if Daphne knows this is happening. Get excited for this video. <laughs> Get excited. I don't know what we're going to do or what we're going to say. But That's right. Joanna will fill me in. <laughs> That's right. Only the patrons will know. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month by going to justonemorepodcast.com and clicking become a patron at the top of the page. Um, today we're going to talk about something that Daphne told me is one of her favorite topics and I also know is one of her favorite things to do for fun. And that is eating out. So fun. So fun. Love restaurants. Mm -hmm. Total foodie. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Joanna? I also love eating out. I've also worked in restaurants for several years, so my relationship to restaurants is somewhat complex, Um, but I do love them, and I love the people who work in restaurants, and um, I I really enjoy it. Uh, How often do you eat out? About twice a week. Yeah. Yeah, Friday and Saturday nights. Generally, that's when... The way I've kind of structured my life is I don't really go out Monday through Thursday, but then Friday and Saturday night, it's balls to the wall. (laughs) Yeah, that's when I go crazy. (laughs) But that's generally, I feel like Saturday night or Friday night is generally when I'll do something like with girlfriends or um, that'll be more laid back and casual, probably just like drinks and dinner. And then Saturday night is when Stuart and I, we always do like a double date night with another couple or we'll um, go out and plan a dinner with a group of friends and then that's more of a production in the sense that like that reservation has been made for you know a couple weeks now or even like months and um, so I personally eat out at like nice restaurants Fridays and Saturdays some Fridays no pretty much every Saturday and um, (laughs) living the life and then in terms of eating out meals during the week I actually don't eat out like lunches It's pretty rare that I, like, grab-and-go lunch, but when I do, I have the places I go to, which we'll talk about, and then I have my, like, kind of tips and tricks for picking the healthiest options, or or not even, I'm hesitant to use that word, picking, like, the best options that feel good to me in that moment, Um, and also, like, the, my go-to, go-to places. Yeah. We try to eat out. Well, okay, so there's a kind of, there's eating out that's, like, for fun and on purpose, which Mm -hmm. is, like, we made a date with our friends to go out to dinner on Saturday. Um, And that is great. What what we've been trying to cut down on in our family household, our two-person family, is um, (laughs) going out because we have to. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's either, like, you know, eating out while at work, like, for lunch, or, um, you know... Uh, eating out just because like you have to before going to a thing in the evening that's a thing that happens to me pretty often is I end up having to eat out because I am stuck in Manhattan between 
an afternoon engagement and an evening engagement. Um, and that's the kind of eating out that I find most frustrating because it's like, I can't even go to like places I actually want to go. And I'm super interested in like checking out because I have to be in Midtown. And so it's like, all right, where can I get a, you know, a burrito bowl in Midtown because I have 20 minutes to eat dinner or whatever. So anyway, um, that kind of sort of eating out because we have to probably happens a couple times a week and then going out to a restaurant actually on purpose we maybe don't even do every week because the other stuff sometimes like takes up the time that we and money that we would have spent going to places we actually like but we do probably go out like an average of once a week Mm -hmm. for like going out on purpose to Mm -hmm. go out Mm -hmm. um uh, I looked up sort of what the average is um, because I would say the average New Yorker probably eats out a lot more than you and I do. Mm, um, oh, definitely. And it turns out the average American eats out four to five times a week. Um, and I don't know if that even includes things like we were just talking about, sort of like, you know, lunch at the office mm-hmm. or things like that. But uh, at least four to five times a week is the average. Um, so I wanted to talk about eating out because... Um, it can be a bunch of really great stuff. It can be fun and relaxing and exciting and enjoyable. It can also be overwhelming and guilt-inducing and stressful and sometimes even boring. Yeah. Um, well, and, and talking about the boring bit, I, I think I do want to also mention um, when people are forced to eat out all the time, it gets so tiresome. That actually yeah. does get really tiresome. I've had multiple conversations with this with many people. And what, why that is, is uh, sometimes when things seem really shiny and new at first and really exciting, uh, that excitement is always going to wear off at some point in time. So you often hear about when people have been traveling a long time, they'll say, oh, I'm so happy to just be home or I can just like make my own food or where I can just cook my own dinner or I can just like throw together my own breakfast versus having to like go out to eat a breakfast. So there's that aspect as well. So I'm really excited to dive into all aspects of eating out, um, the indulgent bits, the the healthy bits, and just how to have that balance so that um, we can all go out and eat delicious meals, not feel guilty, and enjoy the foods and like be really present and in that moment. Totally. So what we're not going to talk about in this episode is how to not eat out because mm-hmm. we cover that in other episodes. Um, we have talked before about like finding ways to make cooking at home and you know buying groceries a more frequent part of your life. You can listen to our meal planning episode to hear more about that and maybe a couple other episodes too. I'll link them in the show notes. But this episode is about eating out at restaurants. So um, we're going to be talking about how we can keep it positive even if we either have to go out a lot or choose to go out a lot. Um, Yeah, so this is in a world in which we're already going to restaurants. Mm -hmm. So um, some of the different situations in which we end up eating out have different um, factors. So we've talked about a couple of them, which is like everyday utility meal, like going out for lunch when you're at the office. We've talked about like fun outing, like I am going out on purpose to have fun. Um, Another one that we've talked about in the past is business meals. Um, And another one is eating out when you're traveling. Um, So, um, one major question that I think people have is, when you're eating out, when do you focus on nutrition 
and when do you let it go? So finding that balance that you were talking about. So let's start first by talking about sort of the everyday, like I called it like a utility meal, mm-hmm. like not going out with your friends on a Saturday. This is like, I eat lunch out every day at the office or like I have to eat lunch out or dinner out before going to a, an engagement in the evening. Um, if we're talking about like an everyday utility meal and we're eating out, what do you look for? So when you're doing that. So I do have my go-to, my go-to spots. However, for the person who does have to eat out for lunch way more than I have to, like maybe say three to five times a week, maybe Mm -hmm. almost every single day. Um, Oftentimes for people who do work at offices or for just anyone who works, sometimes lunch is representative of so much. It's representative of a break. It's um, It's a representation of you having some time for yourself and hopefully you take that time for yourself. I know nowadays a lot of people are eating food at their desks, which I am on this like mission to kind of reverse that because that's really not being very present with food. But when it comes to people who do, who do step outside of their offices or who do go like pick out or who are maybe on the go and they're picking up lunch at an establishment every single day, here's what I will say. Variety is the spice of life, and you do not need to control every lunch to make it the healthiest option possible. And why is that? Well, variety is the spice of life in the sense that we as humans are meant to eat kind of a diverse range of of nutrients. Um, That's how we make sure we're not like deficient in anything. So sometimes we have a little bit more control during lunch. We have more control during lunch because maybe you're just picking it up with it's you and a friend or you and a colleague or just you on your own. Variety is the spice of life. So, um, so what you're saying is don't go to the same place every day and order the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then, or, or try different things on the menu and that way you can kind of keep that lunch to be, uh, to, to represent all those good things, Mm -hmm. a a break in your day, time for yourself, time to reset for the second half of your day. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's very important for the human species in terms of when, if you are trying to make healthier choices, the best thing to do is to go to establishments where that's an option, where you can still get delicious things where there might be like some vegetables on the menu. For me personally, it's all about, I love sweet green, I love digging, and I love pokey places where I can get, you know, fish on some brown rice and greens. And um, uh, the other place I love, um, I love chopped. And I also love liquiteria. So I essentially just like listed my go-tos. And those are, but that's not to say that I only go to those places because what I really have learned and what is also very important is normal eating is flexible eating. Like there's nothing wrong with eating a sandwich. Like there's nothing wrong with going to like an Italian deli for lunch and getting a, if that's what you're craving in that moment, if that's what your body needs in that moment, go ahead and have it, you know? Yeah. I think when I envision, like, the, quote, healthy people at the office, um, they're the people who are going to the same salad place every day. Mm -hmm. They're getting um, maybe even the same salad every day because they have such a limited um, list of, like, foods that are acceptable. Yeah. Um, The dressing's on the side, or they're, like, just getting balsamic vinegar. Um, And uh, what I hear you saying is that, like, well, first of all, I set that up so that I knew I would hit several things that you would Mm -hmm. tell that person. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that you're saying is like, even if 
like, don't keep your menu small. That mm-hmm. it is important to, um, Holly talked about this when we had her on the show, that, like, keeping your menu of available foods large mm-hmm. um, is part of having a, a balanced attitude about mm-hmm. eating. Yeah, if you give yourself too many restrictions and if you're controlling too much, um, it in the disguise of health, but really it's the form, it's really maintaining weight, that's orthorexia. Mm-hmm. And that's an eating disorder. <laughs> that's a whole separate conversation. We're not talking about that today. Um, right. But um, it really is, it is interesting how it exhibits itself almost when you're by yourself, I mm. would say. Mm-hmm. But I do think that when it comes to this utility meal, variety is the spice of life and to not be fearful of trying new things and to also not be so restrictive. I think that that's something that I've actually been seeing in terms of the clientele I work with and also me being in a metropolis. Um, I actually work with people who are almost too restrictive with their lunchtime choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can go swing the opposite direction, too, in which people are making, like, fast food choices for lunch as well. We should probably talk about that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, first, let's talk about what was wrong with my salad I just talked about. Mm-hmm. Not what was wrong with it, but, like, what you don't have to worry about. Yeah. So I, talk to me about dressing on the side. So dressing on the side. We have this – we have been brainwashed to think that, like, dressing makes us fat. So all of a sudden, dressing became low-fat, low-calorie, and then you check the ingredients of whatever Wishbone brand, and it's pumped with sugar. It might be five calories, and it might, or maybe it's like lower-calorie, and it might be zero-fat, but the sugar grams, that's what we're watching for. That's what's poisoning us. Um, I, when I am eating salads, I load up on fat. Fat in food does not equal fat on your body. In fact, the more fat you eat, the, the more good fat you eat, the more salmon, olive oil, avocado, almonds, the more fat you eat, the more you restore your entire hormonal balance, the more you'll shed what your body doesn't need. Um, and you also need to eat fat in food in order to burn fat on your body. Um, so as Americans, we have this kind of disordered relationship. We have this fat phobia in the sense that we have a phobia of fat and food. And I'm really happy to say that that's starting to go away. So um, because we have really fantastic doctors, functional medicine doctors out there who are talking about how really salad dressing was the, it, it like killed us. It like spiked the obes- obesity epidemic. It was like snack wells, low fat salad dressings, low fat yogurts, um, low fat cereals, n- low fat bars. Everything was low fat, non-fat, low fat, non-fat. It screwed us over, it screwed us over. And now like we're all paying the price. Um, so in terms of dressing, I load up on dressing. Like I want olive oil. I want lime juice. I want, um, uh, I love the dressings at sweet green, like the lime cilantro one. Like you don't have to just use vinegar. And also that's not going to hit the satiety level. If you do not put olive oil on your salad, I guarantee you, you're going to be hungry a few hours later. So if you're getting a salad, oftentimes we think, oh, I need the protein. Well, yeah, the protein's important and I'm going to affirm this right now. The reason why people are still hungry after they eat salads is because there wasn't enough fat in the salad. You need fat in the salad. The body needs the fat. You need the fat. I'm just gonna say it again, you need the fat. (laughs) So I do olive oil, I'll do lime juice, and then I'll do some dressing. Like, yes, I said olive oil and dressing. Like, I'll do some olive oil, and then I'll do some salt and pepper, and then lime juice. This is like my sweet green order. And then that lime lime cilantro thing that they do. Um, and, uh, and, and I do avocado. And I have nuts in it. Like, from a caloric standpoint, is that like maybe a thousand calories? Yeah. But like, do I feel great? Yeah. Do I not put on weight when I eat that? Yeah. 
Like, do I probably, like, it, it actually restores your metabolism. So if we are going to talk about using these lunch options to kind of, like, propel your health forward, um, go for the fat. Because if you just have the balsamic vinegar, you're not going to be satiated at all. And also, your body's not going to absorb everything. You're just going to poop everything out. And it's going to look like the salad in your bowel movement. And then, what was the point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, cool. So if we're doing salads, we're going to look for fat. Um, <laughs> I did adjust that. <laughs> I didn't. Say, I didn't mean to demean what you said. I was just summarizing. Um, well, so you mentioned fast food. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Now. Yeah. So um, I think it's really easy to demonize fast food, and there yeah. are legitimate reasons to demonize it, right? <laughs> yes, there are. And and here's the thing: you and I, we we harbor no judgment, like. You and I just are we're we're literally the most non judgmental people. Well, in the world. I mean I'm not, but you are. <laughs> I can be a little judgy. When it comes to certain things. Uh-huh. But when it comes to like if you eat fast food, that does not make you morally a bad person. Like that's what I just have to like say right now. That really at the end of the day, normal eating is balanced eating. Now are there some issues with fast food as an industry? And do I think that um, the food is real food? No. Um, do I think that there are issues with the industry? A thousand percent. It's just it's just essentially, um, you know, the, the people creating these companies, they, they want to keep making money. And so they, they make these foods so addictive. They make fast food, the French fries, the cheeseburgers, the Whoppers, the Big Macs. They make them hit a pleasure receptor in our brain um, the second we take a bite of this Big Mac, which um, is loaded with preservatives and it's really not real food. It lights up this pleasure signal in our brain, even though it doesn't really taste that good. But it lights up a pleasure signal, and it gets us addicted the way um, tobacco companies got people addicted to, you know, smoking way back when. So are, are we going to get, like, nutritional value from fast food? Not necessarily. Are you a bad person if you eat fast food? Of course not. Like, no. Yeah. Like, you're not a bad person. Like, they are the ones who have control over you. Like, that's... And, and the other thing about it is it's inexpensive. And I yeah. know that, like, you know, even for people who are sort of in, like, um, you know, middle class or, like, you know, white-collar office jobs, if you are buying lunch five days a week, um, being able to get that lunch for, like, five bucks is mm-hmm. pretty compelling because, yeah. like, in New York you can't. Get, from a fiscal standpoint, you know, you're right. This is it's um, huge. Yeah. It is huge. What I would say is um, if you are looking to, if you're looking to make some changes in what you're eating and um, you've been eating fast food at lunch partly because of finances, I would say that is a place where it really is worth it to so look like into what you can do to yeah. pack your lunch. Absolutely. Because um, packing your lunch, I know I said we weren't going to talk about this, I know. but just in the context of like if fast food feels like the only option, that's where I would definitely say like look into packing your lunch because you can save a lot of money and just get a lot more nutrient dense. Yeah, food. and the salads at fast food places are not yummy. No. <laughs> like they're really not yummy. And that's the thing too, like you hear people, and I'll just use like my husband as an example, he used to work on 28th and Park and there's a McDonald's right over there. Um, a big one that's always full. I'm always kind of like shocked when I see they're still in existence. But um, but that's also something on a, on a personal moral note for me. Um, you know, I've I've been really progressive in terms of the food industry, and I think very progressively. And I also love like really good food and really restaurants. 
on my end, not to morally demonize that at all and to, even though my world is not there, to really harbor no judgment against, against that. Because um, that's also a bit of like orthorexia. But anywho, mm-hmm. anywho. So, you know, Stuart, he, I remember so many times he'd be like, I did something today. <laughs> like, what did you do, Stuart? He'll be like, I got a large strawberry milkshake from the McDonald's on my way home from work. And I'm like, that's okay. That's totally fine. Or he'll be like, I did something today. Or he won't be hungry for dinner. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I'll, I'll just eat by myself tonight. All good. No big deal. And he'll be like, yeah, I grabbed a large McDonald's french fries on my way home from the subway. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, that's totally fine. Um, and then I'm always like, they got you. You walked past it. You smelled the french fries and you had to go in. Like, okay. You know, they totally had you wrapped around uh, their little finger. Um, but, like, it's fine. Like, and is my husband totally healthy and happy? Yes. And it's a-okay. So I view this as coming from a place of, like, love and balance where... It is okay. However, if you are looking to make some more positive choices for the sake of health, um, there are better options. And um, it's fine. Just be aware that it's a very big corporation that is trying to create these like food Frankenstein products that um, are making you addicted. On that note, moving on. Um, In terms of other sort of like everyday utility meal stuff, Um, some things that we, that you have encouraged me to look for in the past include like grain bowls. Yes. Because that's an opportunity to get something that's like filling because it has that grain component, but often you have choices about what that grain is and you can pick like a whole grain or brown rice or something like that, that Mm -hmm. has more nutrient density than, um, either white rice or like a sandwich with white bread. Exactly. And you can do that in like, I feel like so Matt always jokes about like every restaurant we go into he's like pick your base like all fast casual restaurants now are about like pick your base and then you pick the things you put on it but that's actually a pretty great option to I have I love Matt that's, that's so, so that's so funny because that's like is he a comedian too I mean <laughs> because of. that's like picking something that everyone is aware of but then making it really funny mm-hmm. yeah pick your base yeah yeah but that's great because you do get to choose. And then when I'm looking at the list, I'm going to say like, oh, what does Daphne tell me to look for? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to look for a whole grain. I'm going to look for some protein. I'm going to look for some vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look for some fat. Perfect. Um, and that I've works. I've taught you so well. You have. <laughs> that works just as well if I'm at Dig In or um, if I'm at Chipotle, which mm, are yeah, Chipotle. everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, or if I'm at... Um, you know, a Mediterranean style place, if I'm at an Indian food type of place, um, you know, those options, once I know sort of those building blocks, I can look for them a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pick your base. Are there restaurant foods that you avoid for like everyday mm. meals? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, there are just certain foods that for me are so like special occasion y. And this is actually probably something that I should work on because then when I do get to a restaurant for and it's like Saturday night and we're dining at like, I don't know, ABC Kitchen or we're like a restaurant that I've been anticipating for like seven days, I go freaking crazy. And I'm like, excellent, we're ordering one of each, please. <laughs> like, and, you know, it's, it's such a production. And, um, and I'm learning with myself that perhaps that's not the healthiest for me to um, go into this as like, this is my one meal of the week, I have to go crazy. 
So that being said, there are some things that I I don't generally eat for lunch. However, there's nothing wrong with this, and that's actually something that I am working on. We have this notion as a society that breakfast equals coffee, eggs, um, yogurts, smoothies. We have this notion as a maybe I'm maybe I'm making a vast generalization. Maybe this is just like my world or like New York, maybe. Mm. Um, or like, you know, metropolis, metropolis, metropolises. <laughs> um, okay, so we have this notion like lunch. Lunch has to be like a grain bowl or a salad or maybe another smoothie um, or something like kind of healthy. And then dinner is, you know, your protein, your veg, you're either out, you're at home. So, or dinner, we have almost kind of been like, okay, that's when like the heavier meal is, right? Like that's when mm-hmm. we can have some pasta. Maybe that's when you have the burger. That's when you have the... Um, Pizza. That's when you have the pizza. And uh, something that I am working on for myself personally is if I am eating lunch out, it's okay to have a cheeseburger. Like, it's okay to have a... It's okay to have pizza. It's okay to have um, something that would seem more dinner-based. In fact, with my kind of, like, MO, that actually kind of fits more of what I preach anyways. How we should be eating more towards the front of the day and eating a smaller dinner as it is, um, and eating less at night and having our bigger main meal towards lunch. So that's totally something I'm working on too. It's like being okay, being okay with that, Mm -hmm. you know, normal eating is flexible eating, right? Totally. Um, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, cool. Well, let's, um, go to a different type of meal. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about business meals. Yeah. So this is like going out with work or going out with clients We have a whole episode about this, but I wanted to touch on it here, too, because it's definitely part of the eating out Mm -hmm. world. So what is unique about dining out for for work or with work? This is my world, not in the sense that I do it, but this is my client's world. And this is something I am helping. I have probably helped hundreds of people at this point in time navigate. And I will be the first to tell you when it comes to these restaurant, these client dinners in which they are either... Um, going out to entertain clients or they are the clients or they are meeting with business partners or they're meeting or it's like something afterwards like teamwork with the colleagues Um, the shiny newness of it wears off fast and across the board I get from my clients and they're dining at like this is like we're talking like Del Posto um, you know I feel like Del Posto is a big one or all the steakhouses in Midtown like Mm -hmm. expensive expensive good meals special occasion meals, but it's a Tuesday and they're with people that they don't really want to be with and they actually don't want to drink because they're sick of drinking. Right, and the occasion is not special. And the occasion is not special at all. And what the heck do you do in these situations? And, um, and then I, and then I have these clients who are trying to get fit and they will say to me, they, they like affirm, they're like, Daphne, like I can't get out of these work dinners. And that is just a fact of the matter. Because the first thing is for me to say, like, is like, Mm -hmm. can you say no? Can you just elect to not go to this? And then they will say back to me, I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to. Like, you know, whatever, Deutsche is in from Frankfurt. And I have to. Or, like, the the C, whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, Deutsche is in from Frankfurt. I'm literally, like, making up words right now. <laughs> like, I'm, like, pulling up, like, bank names. The Cornwallises <laughs> are in from Dutchburg. <laughs> exactly. To which I say, oh, you can't avoid that. Then. <laughs> um, so, I have. And then there's the social pressure. The social pressure mm-hmm. in which you have to drink, and if you, and sometimes judgment if you do order something healthy, mm-hmm. 
judgment for being a little bit more respectful towards your body. Judgment if you don't drink. To which I say, to which I say, and it's tricky because every situation is different, but to stand by, stand by and honoring where your body is right now. The alcohol is a big thing with these work dinners and it's like a Monday night. Like not that there's anything wrong with drinking on a Monday night, but sometimes these clients, they just don't want to. Maybe they just came off of a weekend. They're tired. They just want to go home. They want to have a home-cooked meal with their husbands or wives or their family. And they just want to watch some Netflix and then go to sleep early. But they can't. And they're forced to go out. And now how do you navigate this Monday night dinner at a steakhouse when which you feel the pressure to drink? So what I tell people is if you really do feel like it's not okay for you to not order a drink, order a drink but go for something that you know you will react to okay. So for some people, they have a really okay time having like a glass of red wine. Like it's, they're fine with it. Maybe a cleaner cocktail. Maybe a cocktail that is not, maybe with a clear liquid that you know you can sip on really slowly and um, uh, something that isn't loaded with all these like festive things like, I don't know. Sugar syrups. Yeah, sugar syrups. and, And oftentimes too, things I find... I find, me personally, I can chug a cocktail. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it like that. She can, like, people. I've I, seen yeah, it. Yeah, like, if it just tastes good, yeah, I, can tastes drink like it like, I can drink it like juice. Um, however, if it's just like a martini or a glass of white, like, that's when I sip things slower. Just tell yourself, go into it and be like, I'm just going to have one. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have one. And really, if these people judge you for having one drink, maybe you don't want to be working at this company anymore. So just have one. And then in terms of the meal at this point in time say you've come off of a weekend of like really good meals you know honestly the bread basket and the things they might not seem as appetizing and if they don't seem as appetizing just eat what does seem appetizing and then during these and you can order without having to order the salad instead of just ordering the salad from a societal point and feeling like you might be judged for being the person who orders the salad Mm -hmm. just order up the, like the plate, like get the steak, get the chicken, and then just get the veggies on the side. And, and then just like gracefully get through the minute, the, the, the meal and then just like call it a night. You know? I think, yeah. One thing that is so hard to get used to, I think, especially if you are on the younger side, you're like maybe just out of college or you don't feel like you don't have a ton of spending money in the rest of your life. I think it's really hard to get used to the idea that when free food is available, you don't have to consume all of it. This is so huge. Um, yeah. I definitely <laughs> feel yeah. that way. It's I still have to remind myself, just because it's free doesn't mean you have to eat it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to eat it? Then you can. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to eat it, you don't have to eat it. It's not your last meal on earth. Yeah. Um, that stems from so many things. Mm-hmm. It stems from money. It stems from college experiences. It stems from childhood. It stems from maybe pers- maybe real deprivation as a child. Maybe mm-hmm. there really was lack of abundance from a money or food standpoint, or it comes from a perceived perceived lack of abundance, perceived deprivation as a child or mm-hmm. as a teenager. If someone was intentionally restricting food and restricting calories, so or, and I hate using the term calories, but um, if someone mm-hmm. was limiting their intake for the sake of weight loss, that's yeah. totally going to appear when free food is around or when someone else is paying. Um, and, and then that's when I ask people to get curious. I've worked with a lot of people on this too. Mm-hmm. Um, the the almost um, desire to 
to, to, to binge from an abundance standpoint, not even just to eat it all, but to get it all. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe mm-hmm. not even being able to eat it or fully right. like finish it because you're full, but, um, I can't waste it. There's this notion of like, I can't waste it. So yeah, yeah this is a big, big topic. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that if you can go into a, a business meal thinking, first of all, I don't have to out myself as someone who is trying to like quote make healthy choices by ordering the salad I don't have to make my choices the topic of conversation yeah like you don't have to do that you can order um, you know you've talked before about how a steakhouse is actually pretty great because you can get like a relatively plain protein thing as your main you can choose that more vegetable based sides Um, you actually can put together a meal there that doesn't look like a, a quote like a diet choice, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's but has like a good nutrient balance that yeah. you can can work out yourself. Something I was thinking about with the alcohol too is I wonder if um, uh, if you order like a bottle of wine for the table, um, it's a little less apparent how much you are mm. or aren't drinking mm-hmm. because you're not like doing the thing where the server like goes around the table and gets like another round for everyone. Yeah, um, because the wine has already been purchased you get to control how much goes in your glass and how yeah. fast you're drinking it yeah so that might be a good it's strategy a good, too. very good tactic but Definitely. remember that i mean we don't promote wasting food on the other hand the time to waste it is when it's someone else's money <laughs> <laughs> so instead of feeling like i have to eat everything because it was free i'm like this was free so i can just eat what i want and mm-hmm. leave what i don't want yeah exactly and um i know food waste we could do a whole episode on that we did don't it wasn't with you though <laughs> oh, oh right that's right I'll oh, link okay. to that episode yeah, too definitely food waste is, is a thing and then I and then I know I've mentioned this before like the need to finish everything for fear of wasting it like growing up as a part of the clean plate club um uh as an adult it's hard to break free from that and I myself am total I totally get it I love taking home leftovers like, it's amazing how sometimes they taste better the next day mm-hmm. than they do even at that moment. Leftovers are awesome. But um, it's, and this is something that I've worked on in my adult life too, knowing that this food right now, if I force myself to eat it, I might feel uncomfortably full, like a little physically unwell because I will be a little overly stuffed. And maybe my body won't appreciate the this extra, this excess this food on my plate, I can't send it to anyone right now who's hungry. I have to throw it away. And like, and, and dealing with those feelings of guilt and then starting to be okay with it. And then reworking my relationship with food waste in a different way where maybe I can contribute to that cause in a different way versus finishing all the food mm-hmm. on my plate. You know? Like and I should say too, a lot of the stuff we're talking about here are real first world problems. I like, know, yeah. how do you deal with it when your company buys you a steak? <laughs> like, like, Crimea River. Yeah. Except that, for people for whom that is their life, it is a really stressful yeah, thing. And absolutely. so we acknowledge that there are much wider spread societal ills, um, but we are, we're talking about uh, the issues that come up in these particular contexts mm-hmm. for the people they come up for. We understand that like there are starving people they're not going to get the leftovers of my steak. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to deal with that a different yeah, way. Definitely. Um, what about when you're going out for fun? This is the best. This <laughs> is, um, so, um, and you and I, like, we both love food. We do. And di- dining out at an awesome restaurant, whether it's an old favorite or a new one we're really excited to try, 
um, for me personally, is one of life's greatest gifts. Um, food is a, a celebration, and food brings people together. There's something so tribal, communal, wonderful about like breaking bread with people you love and sharing an awesome meal and an awesome space with people who you really enjoy. And so I think, I think, um, I love eating out for those reasons. Like I love, I love getting a date in the calendar with like a group of friends and then us all starting to figure out where to eat and sending out restaurant recommendations and then getting the reservation. And, and I love that. And I love trying and tasting everything on the menu. And I think that that's such a great way to explore the food, ex- like get to know your friends and then explore like parts of yourself too. Like it's, it's a restaurants can create and can cultivate these awesome experiences. That's something Stuart and I share very deeply. The very first conversation Stuart and I ever had was what are your top five favorite restaurants in New York city that I kid you not, that is the first conversation we ever had when we met at this 12 mile training run for my running team in central park. And then we went to a brunch afterwards and he strategically placed himself right across from me. And this was the very first conversation we had. So obviously restaurants are a huge part of my existence, but now how to navigate restaurants when say you are trying to make healthier choices, or maybe you do have a food allergy, or maybe you're just, not in the mood to go all out or maybe you do go all out and so this is something that I have a hard time with um is going crazy (laughs) or maybe you feel like you can't go out with your friends because it's really stressful or guilt inducing to you to eat out at restaurants that's a big thing and Holly brought that up during our love your body episode which Mm -hmm. I highly recommend everyone listen to we can link back to that as well um and I myself Joanna I'm totally guilty of that I've totally had moments um um, moments where I actually thought I was kind of like recovered from all my like disordered eating patterns where I avoided social situations because because um, a photo shoot was coming up or a film shoot was or not uh, like a fitness film shoot fitness audition um, and um, avoiding social situations and saying things like I can't like it's just it's just what I do for a living like I don't have a choice like I just have to like I don't go out with friends Monday through Thursday because I can't like it's just not it's just not me like putting myself on this kind of like pedestal where I'm like limiting my enjoyment of life because I feel like society has put me in or but really it's me putting myself in this mind frame which um, is something that I've really been working on Mm -hmm. so it for uh, it is actually a big part of orthorexia which is avoiding uh, social engagements for fear of being faced with the food or fear of losing control around food or fear of um, overeating, fear of eating restaurant food, fear of not being in control of your choices because ultimately it's the fear of ingesting the food and then gaining weight. That's what it's all, it all boils down to that. So um, that's like a, a great conversation to have with yourself, you know, and to know that, A, if you do avoid social situations because you are worried about the food and the alcohol, and that being in your body and not being able to resist it or um, that you're not alone and um, yeah, it's okay. It's like, it's okay, like let's talk about it, you know? So how do we get ourselves in um, a good like balanced mindset before going out for like 
what so, is supposed to be fun. <laughs> here is what I have done with myself personally. So with these restaurant meals and and then like that's the thing when you do go out to eat all the time once again the shiny newness of it goes down. I think about times when I've traveled for two weeks at a time without a home cooked meal and um, by the end of it it's like it sucks to have to grab another thing. Right. You know, to get another, to go up to the count, counter and grab another thing or to sit I'm down at another. I'm actually tired of french fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it totally happens. Like, and coming from someone who loves those, you know, delicious foods, it just kind of, it gets to a point where the pleasure receptors are not going off as high because the pleasure receptors are a little dulled. We have to also bear in mind the brain plays such a huge part in our, our love of food. Right. So... The best thing, I think, when it comes to these restaurant situations, of course it's about the food. It's also about the, the company, though. It's also about who you're dining with, and it's about all those experiences. So my recommendation for dining out at a restaurant just for fun is to get excited about it, and B, so that's A, A, get excited about it, B, when you're there, know that this is not your last meal. Know that just because you're eating out tonight does not mean tomorrow you are going back on the proverbial quote-unquote wagon or you're going to restrict the next day. Um, Knowing that uh, not having the the mentality like, oh, well, I'm going to totally like starve myself tomorrow or I'm going to work out so hard tomorrow. Don't even think about tomorrow. Why are you thinking about tomorrow when you're right in this when you're in this restaurant right now? So that's so. This, Being this meal with, isn't outside of your life. It is your life. It is your the life. The time you spend in community with the mm-hmm. people in your life is your life. Don't yeah. skip out on that for yourself yeah. because you're thinking about um, how to punish yourself for it exactly. tomorrow. So it's not... Um, that way you don't have this notion of going into this meal like, oh, this is the last yummy meal I'm going to have for like seven days before the next like meal I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. And that just puts you in a calmer place. And then what I recommend in these situations is totally try everything. Try everything. Try everything, but be present with your friends. Be present with the company you're with. Be present with your family. Chew your food. Be present with your partner, whoever it is you're dining with. Chew your food. Taste your food. Be present with your food. Be present with your company. And, um, and enjoy it and slow down. That's what I recommend. And this is all work I've done with myself on how Mm -hmm. to enhance and maximize my restaurant experiences. And, um, and then also, uh, also knowing that if you do have any type of dietary restriction, it's okay. It's okay to tell people that. Mm -hmm. And if people judge you for trying to be either gluten-free or dairy-free or sugar-free or whatever you are electing to do, or maybe you're not electing to drink that night, if these people are judging you or giving you crap, for doing it maybe these aren't the people you want to be hanging out with mm-hmm. to begin with so on top of that still honoring yourself and where you are um like oh, we'll use i don't know like for me it's alcohol like there are some some nights where you know and i've been going through like some hormonal stuff lately where i am just taking some time off of it to like let my system restore itself right and going into even like a bachelorette party where i didn't drink like no one cared no one cared like no one cares and um and uh and yeah so for me it's like been the alcohol but then I've also had moments where like dairy was giving me a lot of trouble for a good long while and just electing to 
to make a point that I was not doing dairy. And then if it is, and then if you are trying to like achieve some type of fitness goal, or if you are trying to, I don't know, quote unquote, lose weight, you know, there is a way to still go out to eat at a restaurant and still have a very balanced meal and a very balanced experience without feeling the guilt afterwards. So just by choosing delicious things that nourish your body and eating everything mindfully, and then when the meal's over, let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. You know, if, if you do tend to have the habit of harboring guilt after meals like this. So, yeah, this is a psychological deep dive. It totally is. Into eating out. So I'm glad I think, we're, we're yeah. diving. We're diving right in. The <laughs> other side of the, like, dietary restriction thing is, like, if you don't want other people to make a big deal out of your dietary restriction maybe don't make a big deal out of your dietary restriction. Yeah. Um, Like, I think a lot of us have had the experience of being out to dinner with a friend who, like, won't shut up about their diet. Yeah. (laughs) Or about their, like, thing that they're not calling a diet, but it kind of is a diet. And I think that's why people get defensive about other people's dietary restrictions, is that they've been in situations where other people were trying to sort of, like, foist their eating choices onto them. It goes that way, too. So... Yeah, and then you, people feel guilty. Yeah, and then let's feel, not do that to yeah, our friends. Don't, yeah, um, there's no point. Right. Like, I can like and respect my vegan friends without um, having to be vegan um, and without them having to evangelize me. Yeah. Um, we can live in mutual respect. Can I say an Anthony Bourdain quote? Yeah. Anthony Bourdain, he said... I don't have to agree with you in order to like and respect you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a credo we can live our restaurant lives with and also just like our day-to-day life with. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about travel Mm -hmm. to round this out. So you're talking about like when you're away and you're in a situation where you're having to eat out all the time. Yeah. And it's like unfamiliar. Sometimes that can be really good. Like... Um, you know, when we were traveling in China, like one of the main things I wanted to do was eat out because that was one of the things that was super exciting to me about being there. There are other kinds of trips where the food is not the highlight. Yes. Very Um, true. Yeah. Like there are totally trips where it's not about like either China or Italy and you know, know, (laughs) totally like there are some trips where you are in, I was just about to like name a state like Arkansas, <laughs> but I don't want to knock on anyone in Arkansas. There are some trips where you do have to go somewhere and you are eating out and it's it's just a trip and it might not be the most exotic destination where it's all about the food the entire time. Maybe it's like not a foodie centric. Yeah, trip. a lot of okay. this a lot of the time this happens when we visit family. Yes, yeah, that's a great example. Okay, so will you want to like take me through like what state are you going to? I know all this, but I right. Know. Um, so, well, but I don't want to diss on my own town. Uh, uh, no, we'll so talk like, about ways to, like, navigate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, let's say I'm going to the Midwest. Okay. Um, and, uh, let's say I'm going for a friend's wedding. So, I'm okay, not, perfect. like, at a family member's house where they're going to be cooking for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, going for a friend's wedding, so I'm going to be eating out a lot of meals. Um, uh, there aren't salad places. Mm-hmm. Everything comes with fries. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything is like a chain restaurant. What do I do? Mm-hmm. That's a, such a perfect example. And I feel like this is actually a very, very typical example of what travel within the U.S. is. Oftentimes, we are not always traveling to destinations for fun and to experience the food scene. Like you and I personally, like, yeah, when you and I travel, especially abroad, like mm-hmm. that's absolutely a focus for you and I, a lot of our friends as well. But you and I both travel to places within the U.S., 
where it is not for the sake of experiencing the food and the culture and um, all the adventures of it. So when this is the case and you are not staying at a house and you are staying in a hotel, I do have a lot of recommendations actually. So when you are forced to eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I, and I've actually mentioned this to you before too, when it comes to breakfast, then make it so breakfast is not such a production. Breakfast can be something quick and delicious. You know, oftentimes it can just be maybe like a coffee and a smoothie or a coffee and then maybe like pick up some bananas and maybe like grab a nut butter and maybe you can just eat that in your hotel room. Um, Breakfast can be grab and go and casual. If you know your lunches and dinners, you will still have to purchase them outside, Um, which, you know, for your wallet, it's like, that's like... if, if that's the case, then make breakfast a little bit more, um, have a little bit more control over the breakfast. Another thing too, breakfast is when you can actually have a little bit more control over how much protein and fat you're getting. You can get like a really good Greek yogurt. You can throw some like banana in there. You can go to like any cafe and you can you get You can like, go to a 7-Eleven and to, get a lot of those mm-hmm. things. You can go to a Starbucks and you can just get one of their like breakfast sandwiches, which are totally fine. And, um, and go about it that way. When it comes to the, when it comes to the the lunches and the dinners, um, going into these with the mindset that it'll be about seven days or however long you're yeah. traveling, four days, five days, seven days, maybe it's just a long weekend, but knowing that you will be eating out every single meal, it means that the meals that are not more of like maybe the fun dinnery type ones. Or like maybe if it's not the meal at the wedding mm-hmm. in this example, then you can actually make some more conscious choices during those meals. So like making more conscious choices during those meals so that you do, I, I never want to say take away things. I always, always, always go into any eating situation with what can I bring in? Mm-hmm. What can I add? How can I find a vegetable? <laughs> How can I add nutrients into my body? Mm-hmm. How can I... So it's eliminating deprivation and making it still possible for you to get healthier choices out without feeling like you're saying no to things. Mm-hmm. You're not saying no to the sandwich. You're actually saying yes to the salad, right? Because chances are you'll have a bread basket later tonight, you mm-hmm. know, at dinner. Or um, there will be plenty of apps at the wedding, right? Just using like your situation or your this wonderful example, mm-hmm. which I think is very relatable. You're not saying no to the sandwich. You're saying yes to the salad. You're saying yes to the grain bowl. Um, you're not saying no to maybe like a big diner breakfast out. You're saying yes to some, you know, nut butter protein or some Greek yogurt or a banana mm-hmm. and like a, an almond milk latte, you know? Like that's what you're saying yes to. So reframing it in your mind so that when you are traveling and you are making these healthier choices from a psychological standpoint, it does not feel challenging to Mm -hmm. you. And then when you do go out to eat, I feel like generally it's the dinners that are, um, my recommendation is pace yourself, have an awareness of how many nights out you will be eating. And if you know that you'll literally be eating in another restaurant tomorrow night and then another restaurant the night after that, and then another restaurant the night after that, you can absolutely go ahead and and um, and have, make some lighter choices. When I say lighter, I don't mean calorically. I just mean lighter in the sense that um, you can avoid overindulging to the point of feeling overly full. Just eat to the point of comfortable fullness, always knowing you'll have the next meal tomorrow morning. Totally. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to do a takeaway. Cool. Um, so we're talking eating out in restaurants, which we understand is a privilege, um, but it's one that many of us um, have feelings of stress or guilt about. Um, and we want uh, instead to be able to feel positive and excited about it. Um, so um, when we're talking about everyday utility type meals, we're going to look for making sure that we're getting fats and proteins in there. We're gonna keep it varied so that um, we don't get bored. Um, and uh, there are really a lot of options uh, to make everyday meals uh, filling and also interesting um, that aren't necessarily fast food. Um, for business meals, uh, we're going to remember that just because someone is paying for it doesn't mean we have to eat everything that's available, but it also doesn't mean we have to order the, the salad or the like diet option. Mm -hmm. um, we can just look for um, constructing a meal with our like protein and our veggies and some good fats, um, decide ahead of time how much you want to be drinking, and feel confident about that. It's fine. You might be letting someone else off the hook by not uh, overindulging in That's alcohol. That's a good point. I love that, yeah. Uh, for fun outings, remember to stay present. They are fun. If you can't enjoy time with your family and friends, what's the point of doing it? And if you're traveling, remember to pace yourself so that if you're going to be eating out a lot, um, you don't have to go balls to the wall every night. Uh, does that sound good? That sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Daphne, and have fun eating out, everybody. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to become a patron, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Just One More Podcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.